Today I'm going to talk to Catherine. I actually met Catherine at a Halloween party and then a, another party uh, in quick succession. Um, but then we haven't seen much of each other since then, so it's going to be great to catch up. Hey, so I'm here today with Catherine. Um, you've had a very interesting few years. Um, yeah. So uh, we're going to talk about how you got here and, and uh, where you went when you left and uh, what you're doing when you came back. All right. All right. So how did you first arrive in Lake City? I had a college roommate whose parents lived here. So okay. we came and visited and I liked it. And I knew I didn't want to stay in my college town and not having a car. It was nice to live somewhere where I had access to the outdoors without relying on someone else. So that's a that great was, reason. That was really the main reason for moving out here. That's cool. And then you, you went away and you uh, went off for how many months to go? Oh, <laughs> cat fell off the table. <laughs> so I, I was gone for five months and I spent four of it hiking the Pacific Crest Trail. Uh-huh. Did you do the whole thing? I didn't manage to finish it. Okay. There were several reasons for that, but uh, yeah, so I spent the last month road tripping back this way. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So quite an adventure. Yes. <laughs> and so what, what uh, of all the places that I assume you've been to, what brought you back to Lake City? The same reasons? Yeah, I knew I wanted to come back here after trail. It wasn't ever really a question. Okay. It was definitely home. And how do you, do you say you don't have a car? How do you, um, how do you get by in a, in a town this size? Everybody goes to Gunnison fairly regularly, so it's pretty. It's been pretty easy to catch a ride. Oh, okay, that makes a lot Sometimes of sense. Sometimes I end up there for longer than I planned, but that's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it sure beats having a car to maintain. That's for sure. The uh, the the Lake City winters are pretty harsh on your vehicle. Yeah. So it's not much fun. Where you where you uh, originally from? So I was. I, I grew up in Arlington, uh -huh. which is near Dallas, and then I went to college in Denton. Okay. So you you're spent most of your time in much larger towns and cities. Mm -hmm. Yeah, this is a lot smaller than anything I ever lived in. Yeah, it's it's probably one of the smallest places uh, you could possibly pick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and it was interesting actually on the hike because you end up in trail towns every week or so, uh -huh. and they're all small like this. Because you know, I mean, this is a trail town for the CDT, but sure. Um, it was interesting seeing those having lived in Lake City for three months and then uh, kind of comparing them. Uh huh. Did you see any any uh, towns that you would want to go back to, at least to visit? There's a couple that were nice, but it's more the trail I would go back to than anything. Yeah, the I've towns... never I've never done a long distance trail, so it does yeah. it does appeal to me. I think you'd like it. Yeah, I've seen the documentaries. So, <laughs> <laughs> which yeah. ones? It depends on which ones you've seen. <laughs> yeah, I forget now. There there have been a couple, and then then there's a um, there's an ultra. I forget what it's called now. It's one of those crazy ultras where most people don't finish. There's mm -hmm. been like five people who have finished it. And I think there's no there's no route. You just have to find your way there. It's, really? So yeah. it's kinda like the high five that they do. Uh yeah, kinda. Kinda. Yeah. I'd have to I'd have to look it up again. Um but uh, yeah, it just came to mind that it would be something I'd like to do one of those adventure things, mm -hmm. you know. I I'm talking about doing the, the local ultra again at some point but i don't know when that's a that's yeah. a big commitment so <laughs> out on the trail what what was your average uh mileage per day um probably around 19 miles 19 a day yeah that's hard something going like that 
wow. mean, there's days that you stay in town and you have zero. And I think my, my biggest day was 25, but I'm not a, I can't do big mile days. There's some people who do like 35. So really? There's a challenge to do 50 miles in a day that people do. Like wow. it's crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> is, would you say that it's, cause I've never been out there. Would you say that it's, um, less arduous terrain than it is around here? So the trail is a livestock trail. The Pacific oh, okay. Crest Trail specifically is. And uh -huh. so it never goes above a certain grade. That doesn't mean it's easy. Right. right. But um, some of the trails out here definitely have more challenging slopes and switchbacks. And, yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, I was just trying to imagine uh, hiking 50 miles. With a backpack. Yeah, on. with a pack. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I can't even imagine that, and I saw people do it. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think your pack load was? Um, so my base weight was around 20, so plus food and water. Uh -huh. I think the heaviest I had going into a 10-day stretch in the Sierras was like 32. Okay, that's not too bad. 42 maybe? Seems... Maybe it was 42. It was in the 40s. You still pack pretty light then that's yeah. for, for a long hike. Yeah. That's a good way to go for sure. Um, so you came to Lake City, and Lake City is really, um, I mean, it should be almost a mecca for hiking. Mm -hmm. There's almost limitless places to go. Mm -hmm. uh, what's your, what do you look for in a trail since you've, you've done so many trails now? I really just like finding new ones. I, I can do a, one that I've done before, but I don't, you don't get the same thing out of it. Absolutely. You know? Yeah, so, I know what you mean. I like finding new ones, um, and there's still a lot I haven't done. Other than that, I don't know. I, I really like being in the trees. Okay. But the views above tree line are also nice. But I, I really like being in the trees. The aspens or the Yeah, aspens okay. specifically. But Yeah. They're they're kind of patchy around here in some places. <laughs> <laughs> you have to work to get to them. Yeah. <laughs> that that's the part that I like is is getting out there and and uh you know, you have these vast landscapes all to yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, people talk about public land, but once you get up above a tree line and there's no one else there, like this might as well be mine. Yeah. I really like out here specifically that you can go to a high enough point and you can see places that you've been uh -huh. before. Yeah. So like you go to Concagre and you can see, oh, I've been there and there and there. You yeah. Know, so that's cool. And I, I think if when you stay in one place and you, and you start to hike those different trails and you get up above tree line, and at least for me, I, I'd go out there and I'd look at another peak or another ridge and I'd go home and try to figure out how to get to that ridge yeah. <laughs> and then look back. And then um, you get you get to really know the landscape, you know, when you do one hike and you can piece it together with another hike. Mm -hmm. And then because uh, people have people have asked me, locals have asked me, you know, what, how do you not get lost out there? I think it's hard to get lost it, out here. Once once you understand the the terrain, yeah. you know, if you can if you can see a peak or you know you've been out uh in in a certain direction, you know there's like a road going north south and a stream going east west, you know, you're going to hit one or the other. Yeah, and generally following the valleys too. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. I I think it would be really hard to get lost out here, especially if you could climb high enough. Yeah, exactly. You might lose your trail and you might lose the parking lot, but you you'd find town, I think, mm -hmm. eventually. <laughs> or some form of civilization. <laughs> uh what was the what do you think the the coolest thing um is about being out here? If you could pick one thing. Other than the outdoors or 
just in general. Well, if that if that's if that's the I mean, that's the reason I moved here. Right. But uh personally, I enjoy the community quite a bit too. Just uh-huh. that the, the small town community aspect. There's good and bad, but sure. There's a lot of good about it. And you've you've uh got out and and I often bump into you when you're working at a new place, yeah. doing something <laughs> new. And uh of the of the jobs that you've had so far, what did you enjoy most about that? Was it the the contact with the the uh, locals or the tourists or just the working in a different environment? I think it's the variety is really nice. I think I would get bored if I was in a general like nine to five desk job or something. I've been there, so I, I'm not going to argue with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a very um, creative person and... Um, I'm always seeing you working on something different and you're very low key about it. Uh, was that what you majored in? It is. Yeah. What specifically was that? So I have a double BFA in metalworking and in fiber art. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, Two very different worlds. <laughs> that's that's interesting. Is that something that you uh, plan to pursue in the future? From from now from this point on? Yeah. As as uh, you know, as a career path or. Sort of. So right now I'm working a lot more on some sketching stuff, but I've, you know, I've been doing commissions on the side with metalworking. So I've uh-huh. done engagement rings, wedding rings, really? and, you know, bridesmaids wow. stuff and stuff not related to weddings. And <laughs> sure. Well, that's, that's really cool though. Yeah. The fibers is harder to find a market for, but uh-huh. yeah, they're especially with, uh, you know, the alternate, the mass produced alternatives being mm-hmm. you know, so, so much, much cheaper. cheaper. Yeah. yeah. And I, I tend to go more the artistic route with it than like creating cloth uh-huh. to make things. So okay. it's a lot more of a, I've, I've got a piece in the bedroom I can show you later. But sure. Yeah. It's, it's more doing creative stuff with it, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> that, yeah, I, and that's, that's the answer that I kind of expected, really, because, because you are kind of low-key about it. Some creative people, it becomes their identity, Mm-hmm. Like, hey, I'm a whatever, look at my stuff. And, mm-hmm. and I never got that from you. And and that's uh, that's definitely a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In in the photography field, you get these people, and hey, I'm a photographer, and blah, 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 blah. And, and it makes me cringe. You know, yeah. It makes, me, it makes me want to sell my cameras. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's how bad it is. Um, but that's really cool that you, you always have that. You always have um, a really unique hobby. You know, if, if you don't, uh, pursue it as a full-time mm-hmm. job you always have options yeah it's always been like a nice at least something to do on the side that's productive that yeah. I enjoy I'm trying Definitely. to make it more full-time right now and uh, we'll see how it goes so most of your clients do you find them online a lot of them are friends who have seen my work in the past okay. like especially in college because we had to do shows as part of our degree uh-huh. um so they, they've seen what I've done and they like it. So they asked me to do things. And That's pretty cool. I, I post my stuff on like Facebook or Instagram. So sometimes uh-huh. I've been contacted by strangers. Sometimes it's been people who haven't seen anything but pictures. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Have you tried uh, the uh, sites like Etsy or something like that? I have not. I kind of despise Etsy. Oh, really? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. It's, it's, <laughs> I think it's more of an, an industry thing. There's kind of a stigma among a lot of artists, at least that I kind of, in a sense, grew up with, with college, like kind of where uh-huh. we were growing our talents. 
because Etsy has become a lot more of a commercialized and oh, I see. it's not a lot of it's not the more conceptually based like stuff that really I don't yeah. want to say matters because it's not that it doesn't matter but it's no I know more what like, you let's mean. put a mountain on a bracelet and people will buy it <laughs> yeah I think that's that's pretty succinct uh, way to to describe that yeah, yeah. It, it does seem to be very um and if you have real artists on there they tend to get lost yeah that's, yeah that's one of the hardest parts well i think i think that's is that part of the problem in general in, in all of the creative fields where we're all better at actually producing than selling i think to some degree that was something i liked about lake city also is that there's more potential for me to actually be able to put my stuff in a store and it's like oh this is a local artist yeah yeah and i was i was talking recently with uh dave jordan of mm -hmm. course who uh, I, I think i first met you at the collective i think uh, it was a halloween party first is that right okay but then the collective <laughs> is probably where we talked more okay without alcohol <laughs> yeah yeah or at least at first yeah <laughs> So, uh, uh, yeah, and, and I was talking with Dave and about how um, I guess it's one of those things you don't miss it till it's gone, but I think the collective was a unique space where locals who have these hidden talents, you know, could actually display their uh, products without having to rent you mm -hmm. know, their own store. And, and I think that's something that is, um, I mean, there are, there are a couple of, of good uh, shops in town that will still allow you to do that but I yeah. do think that an actual collective is something that it was be... a good idea yeah. yeah I think the the financial aspect of it was just too difficult with that particular spot absolutely which is unfortunate yeah it, and it's a shame um, because yeah the the rent on downtown is mm -hmm. crazy and then if you have a spot um, I had a friend who had a spot uh, just across the street and uh, she had a beautiful space and so much potential and she just couldn't make it work because it wasn't you know somewhere that you would literally just drive past and that's I think that's a problem in a small town mm -hmm. is, is trying to get people to uh, explore a little further away from downtown that's a real issue especially when you have a historic downtown and they're there to like see that yeah people want to walk the boardwalk and mm -hmm. yeah and stay on the boardwalk and and we only have two blocks I think that's it's it's tough to cram everything in <laughs> it really is so you grew up in Texas uh, how do you how have you adapted to winter this winter is very very different up here so actually I think the winters here are easier really I do because, because it's more Texas ice? is wet and windy oh when oh, it's okay. cold and so okay. like I'd wear blankets walking around sometimes <laughs> <laughs> because it was so cold. Okay. But here, if you layer up, you're okay because the dryness and I mean, it's not really windy unless it's actually snowing usually. Right. So. Yeah, that's true. That is true. I hadn't thought of it like that. Yeah. I and remember. the sun is out here so much. It warms like you can go out in a t-shirt so much here, even when it's like 20 degrees. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've, I've sat on summits in the winter mm -hmm. and of course you work hard to get up there. <laughs> And then, yeah, the sun's out shining and, and yeah, I'm sat there in a t-shirt, you know, eating lunch on the summit and it's, you know, it's probably 20 degrees or 10 degrees. And mm -hmm. it's, it doesn't last all day, but it, it's <laughs> no. nice. It's nice to do that. I remember in, um, in Austin, they would have, well, they would call them ice storms, you know, where, where it, 
I guess it was basically just freezing rain. Mm -hmm. And that was a nightmare to get around. I remember they closed the universities mm -hmm. and basically the whole town would shut down. Uh, and we don't, we don't have that because it gets so cold. You know, we don't really have, I don't think we've ever had freezing rain here. Yeah, that's true. Cause it's, it'll snow at that point. The other thing I've noticed though, is that, you know, around here, they have a lot of equipment to deal with it. That Texas is true. just doesn't. Right. So it's safer. Just tell everyone to stay home and take a day off. <laughs> That's a good point. That's a good point. And it happens, you know, less often, I guess. Yeah. It doesn't there. disrupt things enough. Yeah. Whereas here it's, it's a way of life for five months. Yeah. <laughs> That's pretty harsh. Uh, so do you get out still in the winter? Do you still go hike there's, a lot? There's snowshoes. There's a, there's a group we all go out, um, Cottonwood Trail, I think, was the last one that they did. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Yeah. That's... Something that's a little less steep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You get to get out in the middle of nowhere. Um, it's a, well, I guess it's a, a dead end Jeep road. I haven't taken it because it's in such rough shape. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, I haven't driven it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's a good one. That's a good one to do. There's actually a really good trail at the end of that that I haven't done because I don't the want to drive that road. Or Cuba Gulch. Cuba Gulch, yeah. yeah, I haven't done that one yet. There's trees right now from the avalanches. Oh. I don't think you can get up it. Campo tried a couple of weeks ago uh -huh. snowshoeing and he hit a spot where it was like. And it's it's pretty treacherous if you try it in the winter. Like when I have um, when I find boulder fields and you end up trying yeah. to cross a boulder yeah. field in the snow, that can go horribly, horribly wrong. Yeah. <laughs> You don't know what's under the snow. No. Actually, I, I did one last year, and I, I probably shouldn't have done what I did. I was trying to get to a waterfall, a big waterfall, and I had done it in summer. And there's, you know, there are routes you can take in summer, and there are routes that you just would be suicidal to do in the winter. So I took a new route, and uh, I, got, I was following a stream upstream towards the waterfall, and then there were car-sized boulders and I thought if I step on top of this boulder I get a great shot and I stepped almost in between the two boulders that were there and this chasm opened up like you see in the movies like a crevasse <laughs> just go a little slower don't do stupid things when you're on your own <laughs> so yeah it's definitely um you kind of have to think a little more, which is more challenging because you're working almost twice as hard with snowshoes. Yeah. It's a lot of work. Um, but I'm glad that you're getting out because um, I think a lot of people will stop for the season. Mm -hmm. You know, you you can go out on the popular trails and watch the snow and there are no tracks. Yeah. You know, no one's been out there in a week or two weeks. And uh, I so I like to see people doing human powered activities that doesn't happen nearly enough um so what uh what are your kind of intermediate plans for lake city for lake city yeah i don't know if i have any specific ones <laughs> just just keep going as you are yeah yeah that's okay like kind of no, taking it as it comes there's nothing wrong with that that's a good attitude then you're you're not going to be disappointed yeah <laughs> You can do what you want. So would you would you advise other people to to try the lifestyle that you've followed so far? I think so. Yeah. I think there's too many people who have work as their life. Like that's their whole life and that's it. That's a great attitude. Yeah. I, I, you know, one of the reasons I came out here at this point was if I want to do 
adventurous things, then sure, I can stay in shape and I can be healthy, you know, when I'm 60 or maybe not. Yeah. You know, you never know what the future holds. I'm doing it now, you know, and, and I think that's a, that's a good takeaway is that uh, it's not all about work. I mean, everybody has to work. To, yeah, to some degree with something. Yeah, but you don't, you don't have to uh, make it your life. I'd agree with that. Do you have any uh, final thoughts for listeners out there? No. <laughs> All right. <laughs> nice and simple. <laughs> All right. Well, it's been a pleasure talking to you today. It was nice to talk to you too. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed it. We'll do it again sometime. Sounds good. All right.